Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Hello and welcome to the Fun Kids Book Club podcast. This is Bex and I have got an amazing festive Christmassy edition of the podcast for you this week. We've got Ben Miller, Danny Wallace and Stephen Butler to chat all about their brand new books. Plus, of course, I have my big trivia question. Here we go. Where... Is it always winter, but never Christmas? Is it A, Narnia, B, Hogwarts, or C, Lapland? I'll tell you the answer very, very soon. But first, here's a little chat with Danny Wallace. So I'm joined in the studio by Danny Wallace. Hello. Hello. My old friend. Yes, exactly. Here I am again to bother you. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. You? Good, thanks. Uh, I've been reading your book. Good. Why are you dressed as a snowman? What? Don't tell the listeners that. Oh, you're not supposed to say. Let them know. You've got a giant snowman outfit on, giant sort of buttons, a huge, the biggest snowman head I've ever seen. Yeah, I've I've hidden the carrot around the corner. You can't Ah. see that. Yeah. Don't tell the listeners it's snowman day. I didn't know. Fun kids listeners don't know that we dress up as snowmen every day. Fair enough. Yeah, I can't help it. Uh, So, uh, which is helpful because it's the Christmas book you've written. Well, yes, it is. In fact, it's got three stories in it. Three stories in this one book. So you can read them all at the same time. Literally all at the same time, if you, in three if, books open. If you can do that, yeah. then that's something you can do. And crucially, they're not all about Hamish. No, no, I explore some of the other characters that live in Starkly. So the book is called Hamish and the Terrible, Terrible Christmas. Hamish and the Terrible, Terrible Christmas. Um, and uh, three different stories. Um, one that's just about Hamish, yeah. one that's about his best friend Alice, uh, and one that's about um, a character called Elliot. Um, and that story is special. Um, because that is a story that my son came up with. He came up to me and he said, Dad, I think I've got an idea for a story for Hamish. Right. And I said, oh, well, let's let's hear it. And he told me, and I was like, that is good. I like that. So I said to him, why don't we, uh, why don't we email, um, you know, the, the big bosses at the company. Sure. See if they like the story. And they wrote back and said, yes, we do. And so we came up uh, with a story together. I have got to say, the Elliot story, that is, um, that's... About sugar and mm, sweets, right? Yes. What what made your your son think of that? He likes sugar and sweets. Sure, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, That's yeah. how that one uh, came about. But he was kind of saying, wouldn't it be amazing if there was this incredible sweet that was so, so sugary that it just sent everyone crazy? A big sort of sugar rush. And then we were talking about it. And what comes after a sugar rush? The crash. A sugar crash. A big old crash. Exactly. So what if it's a way of controlling a town, sending them all crazy, and then when they, when the, when the sugar starts to disappear, they start to almost be like zombies, because I felt like that. Do you uh, quite like your sugar? I don't mind it. Don't mind it? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm more of a savoury guy. Because in the book, yeah, Elliot's more of a savoury guy as well. He is, yeah, absolutely. So it's we share that in common. And in the book with Alice, Alice has a bit of a Christmas Eve situation going on. Yes, um, uh, a a young terrible. The terribles are the the evil monsters in these books. Um, And they are on a mission, a bunch of terribles. I never know what to call them. Uh, Is it a bunch of terribles? Is it a bruise of terribles? Is it a sweat of terribles? Is it a vomit of terribles? Oh, I I think a sweat sounds quite gross. A sweat, yeah. It could be a sweat of terribles. So a sweat of terribles get into Starkly and accidentally leave behind one of the young. Younger terribles, a young, a little, a little guy, and he ends up um, 
hanging out with Alice. So we start to see, will it be war or will it be a truce at Christmas? It's quite nice to write about other people in Starkly, right? Yeah, it's great because then you can explore them a bit more. And um, I like to hide things in the books that maybe you'll pick up on in a future book or in a a book in the past. So there's all little hidden things. Easter eggs uh, is what they're called, um, which is silly because it's Christmas. But in the first book, uh, it's the first story of the book, sorry. It's kind of like a bit about the backstory of Hamish. Yeah, It's like the origin story. Yeah. So for like true completist of the books, this is the one you need to get really, isn't it? Well, yes he, you find out a lot more about uh, Hamish and Hamish's dad um, and, um, and, and how these things have started to happen in this once boring town poor old Starkley has gone through the mill a bit hasn't it it's getting worse as yeah. well I've just finished the next one you've got uh, another one. Oh yeah but the next one my goodness me the, um, the, the stuff that happens in Starkley is um, it's, it's unfair and it shouldn't be allowed and I say that as the man is writing it <laughs> can I ask is it a town twinned with any other town it's twinned with Blandling, Ohio. Right, OK. And um, nothing happens there, I imagine. Nothing really no. happens in Blandling. That's a shame. Um, but I tell you what, um, I haven't told anyone what the name of the next book is. <gasps> we could do it now. Let's do it now. We Can we do, do it now? now? Yeah, yeah. It's called Hamish and the Monster Patrol. <gasps> That's dun, a great dun, name dun. for a book. So there's, yes, yeah, so there's like monsters and a, a patrolling element. And some people from this book, Terrible, Terrible Christmas, that make a reappearance in it. Can you tell me which person? No. Oh, I was so close. I thought exclusive. <laughs> I was like, you're nearly there. Yeah. So when's that book out? You've got... That comes out in a few months. Um, so that'll be, that'll be out pretty soon. You, you've been in the Funky Studio quite a lot. Yes. Uh, you're like a friend of the show. I've got my own chair. You've got your own chair. Um, the thing is, Daniel Wallace, I figured you've been here so much now, you might as well be a member of staff. Great. Um, and I wondered whether you'd um, be okay filling in the application form for the Fun Kids Hall of Fame. Totally, yeah. yeah. Do I get to work on reception? Uh, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, I trust you okay. to do that, but um, I've got the official piece of paper here. Great. I've actually, this is the first time you can hear it. Actually. I can, it's an actual piece of paper. Okay. It's the very important and real uh, Fun Kids Hall of Fame application sheet. It's, okay. Yep, so. So it's application. You're the first ever person to I'm, fill in this form. This is zero zero one. Zero zero one. Because I figured you're like you you are kind of a friend of the show, but you could might as well work here as well. Yeah, great. When yeah. you pop in. Yeah. Um so I need to just take your details. Perfect. All fun kids presenters fill this out. Great. Yeah, is that right? Uh so name uh, Danny Wallace. Danny Wallace, yeah. No, I, I knew that one. That's fine. Can you imagine if I couldn't spell it then that'd be awkward, wouldn't that it? That would be um profession, what do you class yourself as? Writer. Writer. Okay, that's handy. Uh favourite sandwich? Um Favourite sandwich, mm. a classic cheese and onion. Cheese cheese and onion. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Controversial. Anything with onion in it. I suppose you don't eating. want that, you know, someone eating loads of cheese and onion in, in your office. I don't want that breath around here, oh, but that's, that's fine. You oh, do well. you, it's fine. Um, okay, if you're given 35 pence, would you buy a Freddo or a Curly Whirly? It's not even a question. You'd go Curly Whirly every time. <sighs> Already we are disagreeing. What? Okay. Freddo, you want... I don't want to work here. <laughs> you want a block of chocolate? <laughs> Kelly Wellies are just hard work. We're already getting... You are creating a toxic work environment. (laughs) Look it up, kids. Look, I've created this application form and I'll tell you what the right answers are. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, This is tricky. Can you name another fun kids presenter? That could be quite hard. It could be. I could could name them all. Can you? Of course I could name them all. Uh Uh-huh. But you don't want to. I'd refuse to because of this curly-whirly controversy. Okay, that's fair enough. I'm going to give you a tick for that. Thank you. Um, Okay, do you have one fact about Little Mix? Bearing in mind, it could be made up if you want to. Um, I wouldn't know. A fact about Little Mix is that one of them is called (gasps) Jesse. Right, tick for that one. Um, Okay, um, how many pens do you think I have in my bag right now? Um, Shall I show you my bag? Well, I, it's fine because when because uh, when you were making the tea, yeah. I went through your bag. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, which is what I do. 
Classic move. Just really endear yourself to your Yeah, the, the second anyone is out the room, I just go through their bag yep. and uh, move everything around. Yeah, sure. I go into their address book mm-hmm. and I make up new addresses and scribble out names. Oh, that's why my letters haven't been... Exactly. Right, okay, yeah, that makes it sense. It makes life more fun. For you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got nine uh, pens in your bag. Nine pens, should we count them? Yeah. Let's, let's do it, okay. Um... Genuinely gonna just check this out. A little little rucksack here. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, one. Yes. Two. Yeah. Uh, three. Yeah. Four. Yeah. If um, I get this right. <laughs> uh, five. Yeah. Five pens. Um, and I think, I think you may have miscounted. I think. Well, I did take four oh, six. of them. Oh, six. 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 There you go. There you go. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm nearly there. I was. I was only sort of, you know, thirty-three percent out. Also, can I point out, they're all fun kids' pens. Uh, I'm stealing from the office quite a lot. Yeah, you really are. Look at this. They're all fun kids' pens. I've all absolutely gone for those. Uh, don't tell the bosses. No. Nope. Okay, uh, so that was, that was pretty close, actually. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you... Uh, Six out of nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that implies I had to do math, and I was a little bit worried about that. Okay, uh, who is your favourite author, apart from yourself? Oh, well, you can't go wrong with Roald Dahl. Yes. You okay. know? Yeah, the classic. You can't go wrong with the classics. Okay. The Twits. Roll Dot. Yeah. I, okay, I, I'll take that. Um, the Twits being a book that he wrote. Yes. yes. No, I wasn't insulting anyone. Just just joking. Okay. <laughs> uh, and finally, what is the best thing about Fun Kids? The best thing about Fun Kids is Bex. Yes! That was the hidden correct answer. I know. I could, I could tell that the, you know, there was a certain agenda with this one. Yeah. You have you already knew the answers. You had specific answers. Might as well have just written it in before exactly. you said it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah that's really handy. So, uh, final score, I'm going to give you... I mean, the cheese and kind of takes off some points, mm. I guess. Mm. Uh, so does the curly-whirly situation. Well, our differences make us stronger. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're very... That's very philosophical. Pretty wise. That's very wise. Okay, I'm going to give you, even though it's not out of ten, ten out of ten. Great. Extra notes. Um, I'll just put CW because I'll come out to that curly wurly situation okay. later. Um, Signer declared by Bex. Lovely. Fantastic. Okay. Now, where do I pick up my paycheck? Yeah, so speak to the bosses about that. Sure. I'm yeah. pretty expensive. We do get paid in chocolate coins. Is no. that right? Yeah. Is it curly wurly chocolate or is it Fredo chocolate? Don't get me started on the curly wurly situation. I resign. Oh no, we had a member of staff for 10 seconds. <laughs> that was a quick turnaround of staff. Uh, so, Danny, thank you so much for coming in. We should tell everybody that your brand new Christmas book, Hamish. And the Terrible, Terrible Christmas. Is out now? No, right now. It's Literally. out right now. And there are three stories in there that I've written especially for you. You don't have to read them all at the same time, like I said earlier. You can read them one by one. You can read them upside down. Yep. You can read them in a hammock. Uh, this one is specifically uh, a book that is very easy to read in a hammock. Oh, good. You've finally done it. Yeah. I did ask you to do that finally. You did. You've actually committed to it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, so people with and without hammocks yeah. should go and get Hamish and the Terrible Terrible Christmas right now. Yeah. And look out for Hamish and the Monster Patrol later in Hamish and the Monster Patrol coming yes. soon. It's very exciting. Uh, Danny, thank you so much for popping by. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you very much, Danny Wallace. Next up, we need to talk to Stephen Butler about his brand new book, Happy Holidays. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. All good. Now, you've got a second book. Is it a second book, right? In the uh, Dog yes. Diary series. Yeah, number two. This is Happy Holidays. Yep. <laughs> and in it, well, it covers all, all the holidays. It covers Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Yes, yeah. So obviously it's set in America, so uh, they have Thanksgiving as well. And then um, it's a funny thing because I've always shied away from writing a Christmas book. Oh. Well, just because, you know, a lot of children don't celebrate Christmas and I don't want to alienate anybody. And then this was the perfect time because it's from the point of view of a dog and he finds it incredibly confusing. So um, 
this was the time I was like, yes, I'm ready to write my Christmas book because I can write it from someone who has no idea what Christmas is and finds it incredibly baffling. <laughs> so, yeah, in, in the book, <laughs> Junior has no idea. He's like, why Why is this tree coming in the house? Yeah. Why is this thing? What, why are people in the, Is it the picture box room? Like, what are people doing? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun to kind of pick Christmas, particularly Christmas apart. Yeah. And show it for how, because, you know, we're so used to it that we don't notice just how weird Christmas can be. So um, it was, yeah, fun to do that. And then obviously I had to do quite a bit of research into Thanksgiving because I'm not American. But that was lots of fun. Yeah, learning new things. And you also mentioned uh, it's Martin Luther King Day and George Washington. You mentioned like quite a lot of holidays. Yeah, he he goes through the full full, um, kind of calendar of holidays and gets a lot of them completely wrong and has no idea what they're about or why they're happening. But yeah. But it's really fun because, yeah, you also, um, he has a language. So his version of things are quite... Just slightly wrong. He yeah yeah he doesn't speak. We call it peopleish in the books, but he doesn't speak peopleish very well. So yeah, he gets a lot of them ever so slightly wrong. But that always ends up becoming bigger and bigger and bigger as he gets more carried away down the wrong path for a holiday. <laughs> Do you have a particular misunderstanding that is your favourite in the book? Um, I like I like the. I, I don't want to give too much away, but he massively misunderstands the concept of Father Christmas and why he's coming. Um, because to a little dog, uh, leaving gifts around the house is something completely different than leaving <laughs> presents. So that was quite fun to write and a little bit gross. But yeah. <laughs> it must have been quite cool writing about Thanksgiving as well, because that is something, I mean, a lot of British kids don't celebrate it. So yeah. that's quite yeah. fun to research. Well, I mean, I suppose we kind of have our, in England, we kind of have our Thanksgiving every Sunday with a big Sunday roast. Oh, I guess so, yeah. So they, they, that's the big thing. For Thanksgiving, they have a massive meal, a big turkey dinner. And, um, yeah, Junior, the dog, manages to absolutely ruin the dinner. I'm not going to tell you how, but, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for, for Rafe, or Ruff, as he calls him. Yep. Because, uh, I mean, Junior's a bit of a liability as a dog, as a pet, isn't he? Yeah, he gets into trouble. Yeah. He's, quite, he's quite a mischievous dog. And poor old mum as well. Yeah, poor mum's left to pick everything up, tidy up the kind of the carnage afterwards. What's, <laughs> did, was When you were writing about the Christmas stuff, was there something you were like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we do this, this is really weird? Yeah, well, most of it. You know, the, the, the whole thing of Christmas and what we believe and what we celebrate and what we do, I mean, the act of just going and standing on somebody's front garden and singing is really weird, but it's become so normal to us. Yes. So, um, yeah, to a dog, it's utterly confusing, which, yeah, which is always fun to play with. I've got to say, carolers are not my favourite thing at no. all. <laughs> is, is there anything that you, you wrote with a vengeance? Because you're like, I hate this, and I'm going to put this in, I'm going to make Junior talk about it as well. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know, really. I did. I definitely enjoyed just destroying... I, I, I enjoyed destroying things in my book. So when he <laughs> when he just absolutely ruins the house, which I, I won't go into too much, but yes, there's a bit of... There's a bit of um, Bit of carnage in there. That's always fun to write. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you were last in, you did a, you did a voice for us. You did uh, you did Junior's voice. Yes. Could you could you give us because if kids are going to read it, I think it'd be really fun for them to know how Junior actually does sound. Uh, do you want me to? Should I read a bit? Yeah, yeah, read, go for it. That's the all right. Paragraph. Because I remember last time you came in and you, it was so great, and I was like, oh my goodness. And now when I read the book this time, that voice <laughs> is in my head. Because uh, for listeners who don't know, it's it's dog diary, so it's written. It's Junior writing his diary basically. I will read the first bit. Uh, uh, You're about to hear my questionable American accent. I do apologise. So uh, (laughs) he says, um, Hello, my furless friend. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, you open my new book. I tell you, I couldn't be more excited to know you're holding happy holidays in your five fingery digits. 
brilliant. There we that's, are. That's the voice. <laughs> so when people read it, they know that is how Junior is meant to sound in your head. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. And also, we should say at the back there is a special dictionary as well. Yeah, we have a dog dictionary for all the all the doglish words, so that um, peopleish speakers can understand them. It's really cool. It's a good way of just, in case kids, I guess, want to check in and just double check what they've read. And Yeah, and I love, like, in most of my books, if you read a Stephen Butler book, I, I, one of my favourite things is playing with words. So there's often a lot of... I quite like getting... Um, just absolute gobbledygook just into the general narrative so that they're never explained and you just have to figure it out for yourself so that's in there quite a bit yeah I do quite like that I've, I thought that like you kind of you just rely on the reader to just pick it up and it'll be fine and, yeah. yeah and they can kind of translate it as they feel it is correct sure why not <laughs> now you mentioned you did a lot of research into Thanksgiving and I guess you know a bit about Christmas uh, a little bit yeah I've I've prepared a little quiz for you to see Ooh. how much you know okay let's if that's have, okay okay this is yeah, on okay. the spot on the spot no pressure I reckon I reckon you, you'll be fine okay I'll ease you in general um, can you name the reindeer that Santa Claus has? Oh gosh, um, uh, you have to think of the rhyme. Do- I'm not going to be able to do it in order. That's There's fine, absolutely fine. Donna. Yeah. Uh, uh, Donna Cupid. Yeah. No, no. So prancer, dancer, something vixen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no! There's there's Blitzen. Yes. Uh, Cupid. I've done yes. that one. Um, There's one that was an old shop that I don't think is still around anymore that used to sell electric Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, oh, gosh, hang on, let me think about this. Something in space. Um, something in space. Comet. Yes! Um, so Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donna, Blitzen. That's there that's we are. Yes, hey, well done. Got I, there slowly. That's amazing. Well done. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know there was a... When you said there was a rhyme, I was like, is that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, what is the Friday after Thanksgiving called? Oh, is that Black Friday? Yes, perfect, okay. perfect, perfect. Um, true or false, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was originally called Reginald. Oh, I don't know, but I hope it's true. It is true. Hey. Yes, apparently so. <laughs> uh, every year, the president pardons a turkey. You may know this already. Yes. Uh, in America. What have some of those turkeys gone on to do? A, vacation in Washington. B, become ambassador for Turkey. Or C, become the Grand Marshal in Disneyland's Thanksgiving Parade. Oh my goodness, mm. um, <laughs> that's so weird. Um, I'm going to say the vacation one. Yes, they have. They've all gone on to win the X Factor. <laughs> it's a yes from me. Uh, they, they've become um, the Grand Marshals in Disneyland and they've gone to vacation. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Those turkeys have a great <laughs> I know. <laughs> if, if you're the right one, then you're having a lovely time. Uh, do you know what gifts the three wise men gave in Antivity? Um Myrrh, mm-hmm. frankincense and gold. Yes, there perfect. And finally, this, this I think is quite a hard one. What year was the first Thanksgiving? I'll give you some options. Was it... Do you know it? I don't. Oh, is it A, 1621, B, 1775, or C, 1901? I'm going to say 16... What was it? 1621? I think so, 1621, because that was around about the right time for the settlers. So yeah. Yes, that's perfect. Whee! You absolutely smashed that quiz. Therefore, <laughs> first of all, I can prove you did do your research. There we are. Secondly, uh, listeners who go and buy Happy Holidays will know it's been thoroughly thought through <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> Fab Stephen Butler so the, the book is out right now yep perfect for Christmas yep it's already out and do we have another book on the go for Dog Diaries there is indeed yep number three is on its way so oh, yes lovely stuff well we look forward to that come back in for that one as well please three. awesome thanks Stephen cheers thank you so much thank you. 
thank you very much to Stephen Butler for popping by the Fun Kids studio. Now, somebody else who's popped by the Fun Kids studio is Imogen. Hello. Hello. Now, tell me, you've got some pretty festive books lined up, haven't you? I really do. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Yay. And I've got five brilliant books for Christmas time. The first of which is Sam Kills Christmas by Thomas Ridgewell, a.k.a. Tomska, off of YouTube. Oh, right. Um, it's a really fun book. It's written in rhyme, uh, which I love. And it's basically about uh, Sam who hates Santa Claus and uh, will go to any lengths to kill Santa. <gasps> Why does he hate Santa? Uh, you'll find out if you read the book, oh, Bex. Fair enough. Good answer. Um, but he encounters some jetpacking elves along the way, um, an ice queen, and a not very nice Santa, to be honest Ooh. with you. Um, I am going to read you a bit that will kind of set things up okay, in your yeah. mind. Go for it. In a land far away lived a child named Sam, who liked running and jumping and strawberry jam. But Sam was an odd one, to all this was clear, for their Christmas wish was the same every year. I want to kill Santa, Sam said with a roar. When I find that fruitcake, you bet he's done for. I'll bash him and smash him and chop off his head. Yes, as you can see, Sam wanted him dead. Wow, that's great. A very good reading, by the way. Thank you. Enjoyed that a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a really fun book. Um, it does have a bit of a, a backstory to why he hates Santa, but okay. you have to read the book to find out. Amazing. That is a really great book. Thank you very much for that one. Uh, what's up next? The next one is Twelve Nights by Andrew Zercher. Twelve Nights is a story about a girl called Kay and her sister Eloise. Um, and their lives kind of get turned on its head when they're woken by the voices of Will and Flip, who are the removers. They get caught up in this magical kind of adventure looking for their removed father, and the adventures they get up to along the way kind of remind me a bit of Narnia and C.S. Lewis. Um, it's got loads of descriptions of sort of magic and the book kind of taps into that fear we have of discovering that uh, people and things aren't suddenly where they always have been and uh, Kay sees and hears things that can't be real and um, it's a really interesting book very adventurous very kind of almost fairy tale like um, and it's a great one for a bit of a longer story over Christmas so what's that called again? 12 Nights, 12 Nights by Andrew Zercher. Lovely. What's up next? Next is Lavinia and the Magic Ring by Bianca Pizzorno. She's Italian. Oh, lovely, yeah. And um, it's illustrated by um, Quentin Blake, who obviously did all the Roald Dahl books. Yes. Um, and it's a really fun book. Basically, it's almost like a retelling of The Little Match Girl. Um, so Lavinia is this little match girl in uh, Milan around Christmas and she's trying to sell matches and she's poor and on the streets and then uh, suddenly a lady comes out of a taxi um, and she is a fairy and uh, the fairy gives Lavinia a magic ring and the magic ring turns things into poo Oh, wow, that's not what I expected you to say. I know, it's kind of a bit of a tale. To- I don't know if I should have told you that, because that's quite a big plot twist. Uh, but yeah, it turns things into poo, and uh, the ring also transforms her kind of fortunes for the better. Um, but it's also a story of, uh, will she be able to use this ring um, 
in a wise way because I can imagine if you've got a magic ring that turns into poo. Yeah, you, you the possibilities are endless. Exactly, you might not. go a bit mad. Um, it's a really fun book. Obviously, the illustrations are amazing. Um, yeah, really fun little read for Christmas. Amazing stuff. Uh, what is up next? I see a book that looks lovely. Yeah, again, such a gorgeous book. Um, it's called The Way Past Winter by Kieran Millwood Hargrave. Oh, I've met her. You have indeed. And yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. Um, and the writing kind of matches how beautiful the uh, book is. It's kind of a super exciting, fairy tale esque story about uh, Mila who wakes up to find her brother Oscar has vanished and he's not the sort of person who would just go walk about um, and a golden clue she finds suggests that he's followed a stranger who visited after dark she then learns that all the boys in the village have gone oh. apart from one so this boy is called Rune and together Mila and Rune set out to find all the other boys um, and it's a great story about sisterhood and adventure and it just takes you off into this land of like snowy forest and um, it's beautifully told as well. Oh, lovely stuff. Thank you for that one. And finally, what is your last big book for us in this Christmas book club? Winnie and Wilbur, The Santa Surprise <laughs> uh, by Laura Owen and Corky Paul. Uh, yes, our favourite witch, Winnie, is back with her cat, Wilbur. And they realise that uh, Santa doesn't get presents. Who gives Santa presents? Oh, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Um, and I'm going to do another reading. Oh, lovely. Right. Winnie stopped still, glue stick in the air. Oh, Wilbur, I've just had a thought that's as big as a hairy mammoth. What about Santa? Meow? Asked Wilbur. Winnie opened her arms and hands. Wilbur, who gives Santa presents? I mean, again, beautifully read. But yeah, I didn't think of that before. That's a good point. Exactly. So they go off on this adventure to give Santa presents. um, And it's a brilliant book. It's funny. It's really amazingly illustrated. Again, I love it. Um, And yeah, just a really nice little Christmas story for you. Little stocking filler there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lovely. Well, Imogen, thank you so much for popping by. Not at all. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yay! All right, we need to chat to Ben Miller about his brand new Christmas book right now. Hey, I'm joined by Ben Miller, a comedian, author, uh, actor, and person with a brand new book out. Hello. Person with a brand new book out. Yeah. M- uh, most importantly, that's, yes. That's, that's kind of like how you like to be announced, isn't it? Yes, everywhere I go. Yeah. Yes, there's a fanfare of trumpets and somebody shouts in a very loud voice, here is a man who has a new book out. Hey guys, it's that guy. It's yeah. that guy with a book. He's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's called The Night I Met Father Christmas. I read it and absolutely loved it. It's amazing. Uh, what did you like about it? I thought it was really funny. I oh, good. I genuinely laughed out loud at Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph's quite a funny character. Yeah. I would have to say, don't me for anybody who hasn't read it, which is probably everybody. Yeah. Um, that there are that Father Christmas in the story is visited by three magical creatures. He's visited by a talking reindeer, a talking Christmas tree, and finally by a giant snowman who doesn't talk, just leaves lots of awkward silences. Yes. Um, and the talking reindeer, he's quite funny. I imagined him as sort of Bill Bailey, quite sarcastic, yeah. laid back, yeah, um, cynical, you might say. He is not afraid to put Father Christmas in his place. And he has a terrible cold, which is, of course, why he has a red nose. What yeah. we learn is that he's continually passing viruses to the other reindeer, um, which is why they all laugh and call him names. Which is fair enough. I mean, you w- if you were getting a cold from somebody, you'd be like, come on, Rudolph, get it together, get some Kleenex. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah it doesn't take much, does it? Just keep a hanky. Exactly. Lazy, that's what it is. Yeah. Lazy reindeer. So uh, in the story, you have uh, Jackson, who meets Father Christmas, 
and they go on a bit of an adventure. They do. Well, what happens is, uh, when Jackson's at school, a friend of his says, listen, I've heard a rumour that Father Christmas doesn't exist. And Jackson says, I mean, come on, uh, who delivers the presents? Who who rides the sleigh? Who drinks the brandy? You know, where's the, where's that, you know, brandy gone? When you see the empty brandy glass in the morning, where's, where's the brandy yeah. gone? And his friend says, yeah, forget it. It's just something my older sister told me. Um, I don't know why I mentioned it. But it plants a seed of doubt in Jackson's mind. So he decides to do something you should never do, stay up to meet Father Christmas. And of course... One of the reasons you shouldn't do that is that Father Christmas gets such a fright, he twists his ankle and can't deliver the rest of the presents. Um, and Jackson decides to help him and goes with him on the sleigh to deliver the presents. While they travel on the sleigh around the world, Father Christmas tells him the story of how he became Father Christmas. It's such a good adventure because there are also bits of the story when uh, when they're in different countries. So when they go to Ghana, I didn't know that uh, kind of uh, presents are given to churches. I know, and everyone goes to to church to collect their presents yeah. in the morning. Yeah, which it, makes it a lot easier for Father Christmas. Than, so much say, easier yeah. in Wales, where he has to go down every single chimney, every every house. I bet he's like, oh God, no, not again. No. I know. Well, this is one of the things. I mean, um, one of the things that the book explains the story of Father Christmas. It's almost like the origin story of Father yeah. Christmas. So how he came to do all the things that we know and love. Why he goes down the chimney. Why he wears red velvet. Why he you know rides a sleigh all these things are you know you come to understand once you know father christmas's story is it fair to say this was inspired by another story there are a few things that have inspired me um one uh, of the main ones was a brilliant book by charles dickens called a christmas carol um which is about a oh, well everybody will have heard of it scrooge yeah. father christmas in this story when he's young he's He's had a hard childhood, you know, he's been orphaned, um, he feels quite lonely, um, and he uh, makes friends, he has a very, very special friend at the orphanage where he grows up, called Gerda, and then the two of them become separated, and he becomes quite a mean guy, and he runs a, a toy shop at the North Pole, and guess what, at Christmas, he actually puts his prices up. I know, yeah. I know. That, that is like the sign of meanness, isn't it? Really, really mean. And there are a lot also of, a good businessmen, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, who does very well out of it. Yeah, he becomes sure. a very rich elf. Um, but um, he's not happy. And one particular night, a, a copper elf um, is with a group of carol singers at the door of his shop and asks him for money. And, of course, he won't give him any because he's so mean. And the copper elf puts a spell on him. And he is then visited by three characters all through the night. As I say, the, the, the reindeer, the Christmas tree and the snowman. Um, and they take him into his past, into his present, and into his future. So there's a big parallel there. I've got to say, it, it took a while for me for the, the penny to drop about what was going on, and I was like, "Oh, I get it now!" Oh, yeah. Right? It, like, oh, brilliant! Fast, you know, it should have. But it, yeah, but it, when I got it, I was like, "Yes, I, I understand this." And at the end, I was just super. I, but I'm going to ruin it. Maybe I shouldn't say what I was. It's got a feeling. good ending. <gasps> it's got a really good ending because really you, you do. All those things about Father Christmas are, are explained by the ending. Yes. All the different things, all the reasons you know, that we know and love him, you know, why he leaves a stocking, um, yeah, why he has reindeer. So uh, w with the book, who has been your biggest kind of tester for it? Have you tested it on your friends or your, your kids or, like, people you know, people well, in the street? Christmas, so I tried it that. out on my children, basically. Um, okay. And my, and my test was whether my six-year-old would sit and listen to it or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a brutal test, though, because that is quite, yeah. quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, you nailed it. But it is, it, well, it is designed to be, I have to say, if you're thinking, of, it's a great book to read aloud um, or to have a, read aloud to you by your parents. 
Now, every author who comes to Fun Kids, I have a little quiz, like a quick-fire quiz. Oh, yeah. with you right now, if that's okay. Just yes, to get please. a feel for like, who you are as an author, as a writer. Can I have a sip of tea before you go? I'll allow it, yeah, just this time, yeah. You, okay, you it's sharpen me up. Yeah. You, you uh, get in your head, because... Mm. Delicious, quite, thank you. Quite an important quiz, because I okay. will be judging you quite heavily on the answers. Okay, good. So just, just, good. Okay. Uh, books or Kindles? Um, well, I've never used a Kindle ever, so it is books for me. Okay. And I, I know we have been... Um, We've been going around bookshops this morning. I've been signing. What you do when you write a book is you go to bookshops and you sign copies of them um, so that if somebody comes into the shop looking for your book, they might find one of the special copies that's got your signature. Like a golden it. ticket. Like a golden ticket. So we've been doing that this morning. Um, and, uh, you know, who knows? We might have left some, left some copies in uh, in a nearby bookshop. One of the listeners might, might go out and find one of yeah. these signed copies. Uh, heroes or villains? Um, heroes. I mean, you've got to have a good villain. The villain, you know, and the villain actually, weirdly, has to be stronger and more, even more, uh, more capable than the hero. But, um, but I do love, I do love a hero. I do love someone who overcomes all that um, adversity and perseveres and succeeds. I find that really, I do love that in a story. Uh, Alexander Armstrong or Rowan Atkinson. Um, well, I have to say, Alexander Armstrong, um, I, I really... <laughs> can I say my, my head says Rowan Atkinson, my heart <laughs> says Alexander Armstrong? You absolutely um, say that. <laughs> I, I love them both really, really dearly. They're both tremendous people to work with. I mean, it, you know, incredibly inspiring in, in both their ways. Uh, reindeer or elves? I would choose reindeer. Oh, I thought you'd say elves. I know, I thought I knew, huh. a lot of people would say elves. Yeah. Um, but do you know what I think? Reindeer are greatly unappreciated. Um, and also they're beautiful. I don't know if you've ever seen them in real life. Elves, yes. not so much. That's, yeah, uh, that's true, yeah, yeah. But reindeer, oh my word. You know, they have those funny faces, those eyes, <laughs> those, those doleful eyes. Just, Elves, on the other hand. Yeah, mm, less good looking. Less they? good looking. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, uh, this is the big one. Salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Cheese and onion. Oh, no. used to be salt and vinegar. And I, start, I think for most people it starts out as salt and vinegar. Yeah. As you get a little bit older, a little bit more sophisticated, <laughs> um, you, you learn that uh, actually the correct flavour uh-huh. of crisps is cheese and onion. Right, I look forward to that, uh, that endeavour. It's not happened to you yet. One day I'll get there. One day I'll be like... <laughs> You're still on salt and vinegar. Ben Miller was right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Do I have to go through the Rocky oh, Mountains bless. of prawn cocktail or anything like that? Just... Oh, bless. <laughs> still having salt and vinegar crisps. <laughs> Oh. So one day I'll get to where you are now. <laughs> Is that the ultimate goal? Maybe. Some people never, you know, some people you know, go way off into the long grass into ready salted or you know, prawn cocktail yeah. or something. I mean, you can, get, you can get really lost in crisps. But cheese and onion, you're saying I'll get cheese there eventually. Honey, yeah, I mean, bless you. Give it a, give it a try. We can only hope you're a bit older. Day. Not now, obviously. Yeah, Probably sure. haven't got the maturity of palate right now. Sure. But, you know, work your way up. Maybe try some cheese and <laughs> then try some that. onion. Yeah. And then, Together, you know, the when, you, when you're genuinely enjoying them as foods, yeah. then maybe try cheese and onion crisp. My goodness, thank you for that tip-off. <laughs> if I'm if anything from today, apart from your lovely book, it's that. <laughs> that one day I too will like cheese and onion crisp. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, ben Miller, God. thank you so much for chatting to us. On what Fun a pleasure. Quiz. And uh, everybody should go and get your brand new book. It's out right now, The Night I Met Father Christmas. And buy some cheese and onion crisps. And yeah, see if you like it. And if you don't, get some salt and vinegar. <laughs> and I think we need to really hear a little bit of Ben Miller's new book. So here we go. The Night I Met Father Christmas by me, Ben Miller. Chapter One. When I was small, one of my friends said something really silly. He said that Father Christmas didn't exist. (laughs) 
So where do all the Christmas presents come from? I asked him. He didn't have an answer. Well, I don't know, he said. Uh, It's just something my older sister told me. Who comes down the chimney and eats the mince pies and drinks the brandy? I asked. Who rides the sleigh? My friend was silent for a while. Yeah, you know what, he said. You're right. I don't know why I brought it up. Do you want to play marbles? That night, I had trouble getting to sleep. I'd won the argument, but my friend had planted a tiny seed of doubt in my mind. What if Father Christmas wasn't real? As Christmas approached, I began to ask myself all sorts of worrying questions. Who was Father Christmas? Why did he bring presents? How did he deliver them all in one night? How did it all start? I made up my mind there was only one way to find out the truth. I had to meet Father Christmas face to face. Of course, I didn't tell anyone about my plan. My parents would have tried to stop me, and my twin sisters would have wanted to tag along, even though they were much too young. This was a serious operation, and I couldn't risk it going wrong. Finally, Christmas Eve arrived, and my parents came up to kiss me goodnight. Do you know what day it is tomorrow? asked my mother, her eyes twinkling. Is it Wednesday? I asked, pretending not to care. She looked at my father, who shrugged. Yes, darling, she said, trying to maintain an air of suspense. It is Wednesday, but it's also Christmas Day. Oh, I said, I'm not really that interested in Christmas. Really? said my father. They both looked very disappointed, and for a brief moment I felt bad for tricking them. It's okay, I suppose, I said, if you like presents and chocolate and sweets and things like that, but I prefer to work through a few maths problems while listening to classical music. (sighs) And then I faked a big yawn and closed my eyes. uh, Whatever makes you happy, darling, (laughs) said my mother, sounding worried. They kissed me goodnight, switched out the light, and went downstairs. I lay there in the dark, with my eyes closed, listening. I could hear my sisters in their bedroom down the hall talking in their own special made-up language which only they could understand. Usually, when I heard them talking like that, it made me feel a bit left out, but not tonight, because I knew that I was doing something very special. Eventually, my sisters fell quiet, and the house suddenly seemed very deep and dark. I I could hear the low murmur of my parents talking downstairs, but soon that stopped... but soon that stopped too, and then the stairs creaked as they made their way up to bed. I knew they might look in on me, so I I acted as if I was fast asleep. Good night, little man, my father whispered, as he gently moved my head back onto the pillow and pulled the covers up to keep me warm. Then I smelled my mother's perfume as she gave me a kiss. The door closed, and I heard their footsteps crossing the landing to their bedroom. I lay still, listening in the darkness. After what felt like the longest time, I decided it was safe enough to half open one eye. My bedside clock showed a quarter to twelve. I'd never, ever been awake that late before, and I wondered for a moment if, when it struck midnight, I'd be turned to stone, like a child in a fairy tale. I pulled back the covers, swung my feet down onto the rug, and tiptoed to the window. Outside, the window ledge was covered in snow. The moon was thin but bright, and in our neighbour's garden a fox picked its way across the white lawn. Above me the blue-black sky was scattered with stars and little wisps of cloud. Nothing moved. No shooting stars, 
no satellites, not even a trundling planet. And definitely no reindeer-drawn sleigh. I slunk back into bed. Using both pillows together with one of the cushions from the chair, I made a sort of bed throne so that I could sit up and watch the open sky. Whatever happened, I wasn't going to sleep. I was going to wait until Father Christmas came. It was the bells I heard first. I'd expected jingle bells like the ones in the song, but these sounded more like alpine cowbells. I ran to the window. The sky was empty, just as before. Way off in the distance, I heard the bells stop and start, growing a little louder each time. Little by little they grew closer, and my excitement mounted. Then finally, when they were at their loudest, there was a huge bang, followed by a loud grinding and sliding, and the whole ceiling shook. I'd always thought Father Christmas arrived quietly, but I could have been more wrong. No wonder he has to wait until everyone's fast asleep. Quick as a flash, I pulled on my dressing gown. Quick as a flash, I pulled on my dressing gown, slid my feet into my slippers, snatched up my toy rabbit and ran downstairs. Bold as you like, I burst through the sitting room door and rushed to the fireplace. Lumps of soot fell into the cold grate. Father Christmas was coming. Or at least he was trying to. The, the soot kept falling, and up in the chimney there were the muffled sounds of a struggle. I heard him say, You'd think one person would clean that chimney on Christmas Eve, but oh no! There was a shout, followed by a falling noise, followed by a someone getting stuck in a chimney noise. There was the sound of wriggling and muttering, and then a tiny figure fell into the fireplace. I'd always imagined Father Christmas would be a giant, but the creature in front of me was minute. He had a bit of a tummy, although he wasn't what you'd call fat. He wore an old-fashioned red velvet jacket embroidered with green, with matching red velvet trousers and dark brown leather boots. He also had pointy ears and a turned-up nose, with short curly white hair stuffed under a red velvet cap. Suddenly it struck me. Father Christmas wasn't a person at all! He was an elf! Brilliant stuff. Thank you so much to Ben Miller, to Danny Wallace, to Stephen Butler, and of course to Imogen for recommending some of her amazing books. I do need to give you the answer to my big trivia question. Here we go. The question was, where is it always winter, but never Christmas? Was it Narnia? Was it Hogwarts? Was it Lapland? It was, of course, Narnia. If you got the answer right, well done. Give yourself a festive high five. Congratulations. I will see you in the new year. Merry Christmas. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading!